Welcome back to another edition of the Return the Picks podcast, where once again, we're trying to make some money off picking six team accumulators throughout each week of the NFL season. Week three is in the books, and myself, Ollie Wilson, Dave Bluck, and Jazz Gillum are all still broke when it comes to gambling, and a couple of us are broken when it comes to our NFL team support. Uh, gentlemen, we are avoiding the Eagles and the Falcons as much as possible today. Uh, Betting-wise, not a great week last week either. We're going to start winning soon though, right? Well, I mean, I did win a triple first week, so I'm still in the positive for me as a whole. But for the podcast bets, yeah, still down. It does give me some solace that Greg Rosenthal, who writes for NFL.com, normally does very, very well on his picks. And he went 7, 8, and 1 Ooh. last week. So... Well, maybe the tie is not fair, is it? So, yeah, no one's no one's going to go into like, oh, this is going to be a tie this game because it's highly unlikely. Yeah, but it, I'm just saying it was a hard week. The way I feel about the Eagles, I could happily pick uh, a couple of their games later on in the year being a tie, just because of how it's going. So, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, enough uh, of that. Enough. Of, yeah, let's stay away from that. What did we do today? Uh, quite QB based today. We're talking about records uh, with Russell sure. Wilson having his stellar start to the season. We yep. did a little bit of discussion on Sam Darnold getting the living hell beaten out of him and how he and Joe Burrow uh, need to be careful. Well, Darnold's already screwed the pooch, I guess. Um, what else did we cover? There was something else that we were relatively... Ooh, bit of Patrick Mahomes, bit of Ravens, mm. Chiefs. Good old St. Nick. And yeah, uh, Ollie, yeah. Ollie had a little rant about uh, Mike Trico, uh, how he loves him. And I played a really fun game with Jazz. Which is where we will start things off. Um, the, game, the empathy game. The empathy game for Jazz Gillum. Over the middle, picked off! Blitz coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again. And it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore. Down on the right sideline. Into the end zone and he's picked off. Back the other way. I thought this was like a jazz thing. No, I it's, about, I it was... it's about jazz, but you, you get to answer a couple of questions. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm looking forward to so, it. So this is based on Jazz seemingly not having a lot of empathy for other fans. <laughs> and I've extrapolated it now, and I'm trying to think, where does it all come from? Is Jazz okay? Is Jazz a robot sent from the future? I wish. Is Jazz a sociopath yep. who's quite dangerous? Definitely. Yep. It's just a bad and person. Yeah, so basically yeah. I've just kind of come up with my own form of the Rorschach test. Oh, wow, okay. <clears throat> it's the empathy game with Jazz Gillum. What a great there. ring to it that has. Got some uh, some music as well that I found. In true Dave style, it's going to take him like five minutes. To... <laughs> five minutes to find it. Hold, hold, it, hold it to the microphone. Is this right? Very, very 70s, 80s game show. I like it. Welcome, Jazz! Woo! Boo! Boo! <laughs> right, there's 10 questions, Jazz. Yeah. And Ollie. Um, okay, the first one, Ollie's going to answer. It's a hot day, and Jazz is walking past a dog in a car, which is in obvious distress. Does he, A, go for help with a concerned look upon his face, B, smash a window and rescue the dog himself, or C, wonder if that's the new Porsche and if it comes in blue and then wander away? Okay, so he's definitely not doing B because that would be a sign of proactiveness um, yeah. and helping something or someone. So he's not going to really be that active as we know, he's not the most active man at times. And definitely when it becomes to vandalism as well, he's not going <laughs> to, oh, yeah. he's not going to break the law and do that. Um, yeah. I could see a combination of doing C and then a, of being like, 
he will check out if it's the new Porsche or not and wonder what yeah. the climate control is like in there and stuff like that. And then he'll, but he is a he is a dog fan. He has a dog, even though he doesn't like his own dog that much at times. Yeah. So uh, that that should make you reconsider. But I do think I do think like dogs, just if, not my dog. Yeah, ALC, ALC. Which one I'll going? go with C. C you will be his C. initial reaction, yeah. That's the right answer, Ollie. Well done. Yeah, you get 20,000 points. Oh, wow, that was easy. <laughs> Great scoring. Question two. For one point, Jazz. <laughs> Minus 20,000 points. Question two. This is for you, Jazz. Oh, no, actually, this is one for Ollie again. It's difficult. Oh, okay. This is a statement, and then it's going to be um, you're going to have to look at uh, whether he he would strongly disagree, disagree, be neutral on this statement, <laughs> agree, or strongly agree. This is actually taken from a real empathy quiz, which I found online um, <laughs> to decide whether you know you're going to kill small animals. And stuff. Um, <laughs> right. So it is difficult for Jazz to understand what makes other people happy. Does, do you do I you think strongly that, agree? You strongly agree. Yeah. It's difficult for jazz to understand what makes other people happy. Strongly agree. Strongly. That's agree. the right answer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Killing it. Killing it. Great at this game. You are just murdering this. Right. Jazz is so up. unenthusiastic to start off with. Nah, but I'm good at this game. I'm good at this game. Yeah, he's really good at it. He's really good at it. <laughs> right. Question three is for Jazz himself. Have you ever killed a small animal? No. Does, okay. does it in answer? include slugs and things like that? This is well, there's killed slugs and wasps and stuff and flies. Uh, okay, mm. so you're building up to bigger things. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was dipping my toe in. Uh, I mean, they don't all have points awarded to them. It's just more of a kind of I'm trying General to get a gauge. Feeling. I'm just trying to get a gauge of things. Right. So we'll move on to question four. Have you ever killed a human? No, not yet. Not yet. You okay. Keep going this way, Dave. You that, never know. Feels like the right answer, but not yet. <laughs> mm. you, you saved it. I've never the killed anyone. I would never want to kill someone either. <clears throat> Interesting. Question five. That's a lie. For, this is for Ollie. <clears throat> Multiple choice again. Okay. Jazz is driving his car and stops at a tr set of traffic lights. The light turns green, but Jazz can see that an old woman has started her crossing too late. <laughs> Does he A, stay in place and wait for the woman to finish her slow plod sighing a little bit and maybe muttering about old people b does he rev his engine so that she feels scared enough to complete the motion in extra quick time c does he run her over because you're in the way and the light is green therefore jazz drive now human in way <laughs> uh because he said he hasn't killed anybody yet i'm gonna go with b but oh. C flashes through his head on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, that's the right answer, Ollie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good because most people would have gone straight for C. No. But as you're kind of you're understanding you're where we lines. are on the jazz yeah. kind of scale here, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's going to rev his engine so that she feels very scared and then completes the motion in extra quick time. He may or may not swear at her as he as he pulls off. As oh well. yeah, there's definitely know. like a you old bitch. Or something like that. Oh, whoa! <laughs> yeah, as he goes, it. yeah. Might wow. have to do the Ollie test next week. <laughs> That's probably yeah. <laughs> question, question number six. When watching the film Seven Jazz, this for you. Yeah. Do you identify with Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt's characters more, or with Kevin Spacey's? Mm. Mm. Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. You thought about it for a long time. I was trying to so... see if I identified more with one of the uh, <laughs> the uh, the sinners, actually. Okay. I can see right. myself being the big fat dude or the guy. I can see you being, being the big fat dude. Yeah. Or the coma dude with all the magic trees in the room. You can see that too. This is another film question. When watching the film 2001 Space Odyssey, do you identify with the murderous robot Hal or the human Dave? <laughs> is that this question for me? Yes. Oh, I've never watched it, so I can't really pass judgment on it i'm gonna assume okay. not the murderous robot though you said murderous robot <laughs> i said not the murderous robot oh uh, all right okay well move yeah. it doesn't really not, work so not seen it so i can't really what? i don't know what's the, i don't know the robot's motives were maybe yeah. the he was killing they maybe had it coming i can't imagine you need motives a lot of the time Jeff. this is the thing okay yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, question eight. Like the Michael Jordan of murder. You make it up in your head. <laughs> I make it personal. <laughs> he never said that. Do you think that this, this is one for Ollie. When, when Jazz sees his friends in distress, do you think that he feels the need to comfort them or does he instantly think of ways to make their distress comedic for his own enjoyment? Yeah, the latter, 100%. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. B. Yeah, that's B. Yeah, yeah that's all day. Right yeah, that's the right yeah. answer. Um, Ollie's great at this quiz, by the way. He's so good. He's yeah. killing it. I <laughs> mean, I it. thought he'd be good at it, but he's yeah. really like he's Mick Folsing it. it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, question nine. Still While watching... Ago, he, still could, uh, he still could fall apart, though. While watching the most recent presidential debates, Jazz, yeah, were you thinking, A, God, this is awful, or B, this is amazing, the humans will destroy each other and I can rule victorious? <laughs> I'll take love, your first answer. i got to say A, but I'd love to say B, but you missed out C. That I was sitting there thinking, I really wish I had a five guys right now. Ooh, yeah, that's... But- Secret answer number C. Doesn't care. Obviously. Lack of empathy. Yeah, it doesn't care about the whole thing. Just it's just it's just images on a screen. Just oh, flashing lights, talking noises. Humans. Very good. Very good. It's puzzling. Um, this is another one for you, Jazz. We'll close it out. When your when your friend's football team loses in the biggest game in their club's recent history, yeah. do you a send them a message saying what a shame it is that they lost? B leave it a bit. He'll feel better tomorrow. C, message him saying, suck it, bitch. Uh, definitely C, every day of the week, twice okay. on Sunday. Okay, cool. It feels like that was oddly specific, that question, almost as if it happened. It happened. And I then do you remember when you then did it to me, when United lost the Champions League <laughs> final? No, you yeah. don't, but that's fine. Because that would, the original one was so so brutal for you that you just you couldn't. So... <laughs> what we've learned from the game does jazz have empathy is uh is what dave jazz has no empathy oh, right, okay. okay yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah there you go and it seems to stem from being a man united fan when he was growing up in the 90s and 2000s and not really experiencing any pain and then becoming a steelers fan and winning two super bowls just putting that out there yeah so there we are. I mean, the only we'll thing... We have our own personal pains here, Dave. The only thing that has been beneficial of like this last week, because... And we said we weren't going to touch on our teams, Dave, because they are having dog shit dog starts shit. this season. Yeah. I think we're going on strike with but, us. Um, <laughs> the only saving grace that I have had with the Eagles drawing with the Bengals this week and generally looking terrible is that the Falcons have kept on messing up so much that Jazz's attention <laughs> yes. has been looking at you yeah. rather than me as much. You've gone under the radar with your uh, your awfulness. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how, but yeah. So oh, the season... Okay. But Misery it, yeah, it's just, it's just nice that Jazz has kind of been like, oh yeah, no, I don't want to bring it up anymore. But... But on like yeah, well, three I mean, occasions. The thing is, I, yeah, I just, that's where this comes from. That's that's where I probably could have explained that better at the start. I am attacking Jazz because he keeps bringing up how bad my team is when it's in. I'm in obvious distress about. They let go double digit leads two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, you just did it again. Yeah, I, I will keep doing it because <laughs> they, they deserved. They've got soft bellies oh. and they like to be tickled and they roll over for it. Oh, dear, can we dear. can we talk not about the Falcons but talk about yeah, something let's talk football. that let's took, talk about, uh, took place Mitch in Short that game Falls. and yeah let's talk about Mitch the Trubisky Ollie won the bet about Trubisky yeah yeah uh, because what was the under over was week three and I took the over and said week... no no so I said third quarter Dave said sixth quarter you said by week four yeah and he was taken out of the game in the third quarter of week three yeah um, and. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is very good. Nope. But I feel quite sorry. That's the nicest Mitch. thing anybody said about Mitch Trubisky. I, I feel <laughs> well. I get. I feel quite sorry for Mitch Trubisky because I'm not a hundred percent sure 
why it happened this week. Like, Trubisky didn't play well, but he hasn't played well except for the second half against the Lions and the first half against the Giants. Like, the other two halves of those games, he was really bad. As bad as he was on the weekend against the Falcons. But still, going into, like, the half, he still was making some nice moves with his legs. He had that big, like, 30-yard scramble and stuff like that. And it wasn't like he was outstandingly poor. He was just being Mitch Trubisky, which the Bears have shown that they're happy for him to be at the beginning of the season. And he's won the first two games of the season. So I find it a little... I get a feeling that Matt Nagy never wanted to start Mitch Trubisky in the first place. And he was just waiting for the first opportunity that he could really pull him out of a game. Now, he couldn't pull him out of a game when he started the second half well against the Lions because yep. that got them moving back and it ended up paying off. You then can't drop him for week two. You can't then drop him one. after a good first half performance with them having the lead against the Giants. Maybe you could have dropped him going into week three, but they still won against the Giants. Defense held out and they did just about enough, even though he was terrible. So it took until yep. the third quarter of this week for Matt Nagy to go, right, I just need to get rid of him and I need to pull the trigger now. And I feel like Mitch Trubisky was basically a dead man walking of internal politics at the Chicago Bears rather than actually ever really being given the starting job. And I think that's a really outrageous way to play a player in that sense. And it's kind of harsh on the fans as well because you've just put the fans through an off-season of, oh, well, it's not going to be Trubisky again, surely. And then the groan and the annoyance of it being him. But then, oh, he's winning games. It it makes the organisation look really disorganised. Do you think it's a bleed, kind of Ryan, Ryan Pace in the ownership? Um, sorry, Ollie. Do you think it's Ryan Pace in the ownership? It's the GM. They wanted to keep him and see why he had this season. Like, they weren't ready to let go of their first-round pick. And then Nagy was like, Ugh, this guy again, like just waiting for that like quarter where he could be like, okay, now, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. All right, it's a good point, and I, I, I do feel sorry for him. I don't think he's any good. I don't think he should be a starting quarterback, but I do think he's been messed around by internal politics at the franchise. Uh, but he's had he's had his chance, you know, he's, and he's had a lot more a lot more chance or a bigger chance than a lot of other quarterbacks have done in the past, and not and not surrounded by an like a really bad team. You know, they've got pieces on that team. Yeah, so he's got a, a number one wide receiver to throw to. Their running game isn't awful. They've generally had like, decent tight ends there for him to have as outlets. Yeah, so, you I'm know, sure the guy's just, he's just not Solid. good enough. So Jimmy Graham's a great one to have this year as well. Well, um, so far, yeah. And I like Jor- the combo of Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen was nice. And now David Montgomery's in there and they've got, you know, in theory, what should be a okay run game. It's not going to be as good as like Matt Forte being there. But yeah, the pressure again, isn't exactly on Trubisky to win games all the time. They should nope. be able to do something on the ground. Um, maybe the thing with the Foles change there, though, is maybe the reason why he played so well, apart from the fact that he just likes to throw the ball wherever he can. He had no pressure on him, did he? He, If he goes into that game and they carry on losing, well, hey, he already had a 16-point deficit. There's no yeah. guarantees you're going to win. Mm. He went into that game with no expectations, no pressure to do anything and could really take risks because, well, you're already 16 points down. If you lose by another 24, who cares? You're trying to win the game. But it just so happens that he tried to win the game when the pressure was off and he did it. He is a baller. Like they, yeah. I know that the Falcons defense is completely dreadful. I don't want to dwell on that. But against any NFL defense ever, for him, so they, they he had this incredible comeback. They score on their last like four possessions or something. Yep. And there were two touchdowns that weren't given. Mm. One yeah, that was yeah, taken yeah. away in the end zone. Um, and the, what was the other one? One was taken away in the end zone uh, by one of our DBs. Yeah. That was and the one that Robinson caught. That was that Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. And then the DB lands with him and then they yeah. ruled that it was. What was the other one? Was it a foot out of touch or something? Cause there was another one. Oh no, no, no. He, uh, he bobbled it a little bit before, and it hit the ground. Yeah, yeah, and it dropped the hit yeah. on the deck, yeah. That's right, yeah. But that's two more touchdowns that yeah. they didn't get. He's just... There was, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And I just hope it keeps going. I think it's unlikely from what we've seen from Foles. You know, is he going to be able to stay healthy and put a good season together with the Bears? I think probably not. He's just going to have moments of brilliance. But his moments are like, wow. They're very like, good. I mean, yeah. it'd be interesting to see what happens with the Colts this week. I... It's one of my games I bet on, but I think that they might just do that game. And they're at home the as well, I think, are they? 
Yeah, but I was saying to you before we started that I think that home advantage to me again means nothing. The reason why the Saints were yeah. favourites against the Packers is because it's in the Superdome, but without any fans, it doesn't really matter if it's the Superdome or the Houston Dome or any dome because it's the same thing no matter where you are in the country. So I don't think that the home advantage really makes much of a difference, but I think that Foles will re-energise the team a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the whole offence a bit more hope, but that then comes with more expectation and then can they live up to it? I always think what what you said about the no pressure thing is that's what I was I said about the Super Bowl run and and generally what Nick Foles is he's the best guy to come in and be like oh, I don't give a damn whatever like in yeah. the same way Ryan Fitzpatrick you know he's playing with house money all the time yeah he's always yeah. the backup or he's always the guy that is just filling in <laughs> and he's like well I might as well enjoy myself I mean I yeah. loved <laughs> I I love Nick Foles coming out last week stepping on the field with the dark visor on it like like he's michael vick like or something like you know the dan tomlinson yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like oh i'm a bad man like i've got the dark shade <laughs> visor on i'm nick Foles, and then he had to remove it because he w- didn't start too well and he got rid of it during the game and then he started to get really cooking nick right. Foles style um so do you think ollie uh just to piggyback off that thought do you think that fitzpatrick i mean he he probably too old now maybe he's gonna it depends on him really i mean he could be a backup in the league for another team next year or he could stay at the Dolphins. But if he got in a position like Nick Foles did in a, on a great Eagles team where they had pieces all over the place and a defense, you could see Fitzpatrick, if he went in for a playoff game or like a Super Bowl, he could do something similar to Nick Foles. I, I don't know. It's just that one game. These guys have got like one one or two games in them where they can like I think Fitzmagic is, is that kind of guy that he's better at a bad team. Yeah. Whereas if you put him under the spotlight in a team where he really has to care like <laughs> like at the jets when he was the, well, the starting QB. but even also had, but even the then like the jets cast. are a bad team and a terrible organization if you put him in somewhere where yep. he had to deal with like a sean payton as a head coach or whatever because mm. fitzpatrick is probably there when he's at the jets and when he's at, currently at the dolphins and places like that and at tampa bay where he's kind of like well, I know I'm smarter than everybody else on this team, and I'm better <laughs> at football than most people on this team. So, like, okay. what am I? I just think I th- I think he's probably well aware that he's a lot better at a lot of things compared to ninety percent of the people in that team, both intellectually and as a quarterback and NFL player reading things. And yep. so, if if he's got that like air of just arrogance about him, he just has fun with it. Whereas if he went to somewhere like where Sean Payton or a or a Bill Belichick, he yeah, might actually yeah. feel the weight of like, oh, yeah, okay, got to listen to you, blah, blah, blah. All oh, right, oh, you're calling, you're calling the plays because yeah. I just want to run around and then throw the ball in the end zone. And then have a great shirt on that shows off my chest hair <laughs> after the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's and that's why I like... Yeah, that's fair. Structure's going to kill that guy. Yeah. yeah, whereas when he's the you know big fish in the small pond, when he's just like, look, mate, I can out-scheme your scheme in a minute and I'm in your offense. But yeah, whatever, I'll just do my thing. I'll... I'll call it how I like. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. I like that. I do think I do think they've got a good chance against the Colts this week. Um obviously they're still missing uh Malik Hooker, who's a big loss obviously in that in secondary. secondary. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um well, Jonathan Taylor's feeling really nice with Marlon Mack at the running back, so Yeah. So decent running game. Nick Nick Foles I think he's maybe come in though too early because it's not going to be no pressure football still. Like, True. There's no pressure. It's really no record, so you can lose a couple of games, getting your feet wet, and then take off again. Really, it's ridiculous. They're three and zero. Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing about it is they're still three and zero. Like I know Foles won them the game on the weekend, but Trubisky has had two wins and they drop him. I just think it's yeah. But the Giants almost won that game against the Bears in week two. Yeah, but they didn't it's, I mean it's, yeah. it's that whole no, I know they didn't but they were not far off winning that game you, you beat who's in front of you and Trubisky could <laughs> he's done that yeah. he did so they've had the Giants the Lions both teams who aren't exactly world beaters are they and then they've also played the Falcons who should yeah. have whooped them yeah um, should have absolutely whooped them yeah. what, um, what are your other takeaways from uh, week three uh, Joe Burrow is going to be the new Sam Darnold, who is going to be the new David Carr. 
You know what I thought you were going to say is going to the Hall of Fame. That's where I thought you were going with that. No, I no, think you're an all Marlon favorite on it. No, not at all. Um, I, I really he's like getting Joe beaten up out there. Fourteen yeah, sacks. Fair so play to him. He's pressures. getting back up again straight away. Yeah, well, I know. Every... It's because he's young and full of energy. But he's gonna that is gonna run out at some point if yeah. they don't look after him. It is yep. gonna be it's brutal. It's all well and good being like, yeah, you're great and all this kind of thing. But he's getting hit, roughed around 14 sacks in the first three games of the season already. Uh, David Carr was sacked 76 times in his first NFL season uh, when he was the starting quarterback of the first year of the Houston Texans. Um, That's the most in NFL history. And the Bengals offensive line is not providing anything at all for Joe Burrow and he's still playing excellent football but there's only yeah. so much time like we joke about the Sam Darnold ghost situation um and he's he's been sacked 69 times so far in his two and three game year career in the NFL exactly the same as Baker Mayfield actually they've both been sacked 69 times uh, let's just remember that Sam Darnold missed quite a few games last year as well yeah that's true that so two true. seasons doesn't mean 32 games it's probably less than that yeah. I don't know the exact figures on my head um, the other thing is, uh, Sam Darnold has only ever had one game where he hasn't been sacked in his NFL career so far, which is quite bad when you think about it. Like, yeah, it's not well, great, that, is it? Given, know- the, given the first stat, though, that doesn't surprise me at all. I'd be surprised if there was any game where he hadn't been sacked. Well, Baker's been sacked the same number of times, obviously hasn't had as much time out. Um, but he's yeah. had eight games without being sacked in his NFL career. So he's had a well, half season yeah. of games without taking... Their offensive line this year... Looks good. Looks really good. Who? The, the, the Browns. Browns. Yeah. yeah. Although Bacon so, needs to just... Sorry, Sam Darnold has had 29 games. So 69 sacks I... in 29 games. Yeah. That's not great. Nope. Um, yeah. So you, just I... have no, you just have no idea how good that guy is, to be honest, because you just can't... Well, I think it just breaks... You can't evaluate him. It breaks it's young ridiculous. quarterbacks. You know, David Carr was considered one of the best QBs coming out of he was the best QB coming out of college that year, but he was also considered a very pro-ready QB who was nailed on to kind of be successful when he was the uh, rookie at the Houston Texans. But they were so bad that you can't recover from that as a as a player, as a quarterback. You've got no yeah. faith in your offensive line whatsoever. And the Bengals should worry about that because they need to take the pressure off Burrow and give the ball to Mixon more. Yeah. Well, they should, but Mixon, when he is getting the ball, is uh, is doing very little with it, from what I've seen. Because they've got a bad um, offensive line. But it's better than it was last yeah. year, because last year it was utter horse manure. Mixon did did better last year with uh, an even worse line. So I think that some blame does need to go to him. He's not, okay. he's not doing well breaking to the outside. He's not getting those extra yards. I mean, I'm. I know this because I've got him on two fancy teams, so <laughs> I'm following Mixon more closely than most people. But right, really, put a lot of looks... eggs in that Mixon basket. Yeah, I mean, part of it was where I was drafting, uh, and um, yeah, mistakes seem to have been made. He's averaging nine points mm-hmm. in fantasy for your for your number one running back who went in the first round in most drafts. That's bad. Mm. So that gives you an idea. Yeah, not ideal. No. Let's not talk about fantasy right now, of course. Uh, just as a comparison with Baker Mayfield, by the way, he's played 32 games. Okay. So the sack and the games played, not too dissimilar, but the sacks were obviously less for Mayfield in more games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just I just feel, you know, in that same way we were talking about the injuries taking away like potentially good players and stuff like that, yeah, moving yeah, out of view. Yeah. And you look at, I, I think Sam Darnold has shown on a number of occasions that he is, or was a good quarterback. You know, there was a guy that could have been a great or a good solid NFL QB and who knows in the right situation, maybe better. And I think we're seeing that Joe Burrow is a great QB potentially, you know, he's started really well in his fledgling career in his first three games. And maybe some of that's like youthful exuberance and everything. But if he keeps getting hit like that, we're just, it's just another guy who's going to be put on the scrap heap soon. And the Bengals will be looking for another new face of a franchise. I, I agree. But what can, you know, what can they do, really? I doubt there's many free agents out there or moves that they can make. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a long season, I think. Yeah, and offensive linemen are so highly prized. You know, They're either going to yeah. cost you a lot of money or you're going yep. to have to get very lucky in a draft and be able to pick up somebody early on. But yeah, it's yep. just um, it's just something to, to look on, I think, with Burrow getting bashed around because he got hit a lot, even on the weekend against the Eagles. And he got messed up on a couple of hits as well, which I was yeah. I surprised in that one in the... Uh, I think it was in the third quarter where he got his clock cleaned. 
Oh, that was uh, bad. By, was it Barnett? Was it Brandon Graham? Either way, yeah, just got murdered. And uh, I was surprised he came back into the game for that one. To be well, I think we messaged, we were messaging at the time, and uh, it, it seemed like he was going to go, he might be out, out, out. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went He went back in like the next play. Yeah, really had one good. play out and then came back in. Um, so he's a tough guy. long season for the Bengals but of course we've just found out about the COVID cases for the Titans so that brings back our talk before the season of do we get more or less than six and a half games so do we think that the Titans is going to be the start of something kind of exploding do we think it's going to carry on do we think it's going to be quelled it's interesting in that the Titans had somebody in the facility before the game that had COVID didn't they did they? Uh, it was a coach that had COVID initially and yep. they removed him. But then three days later, like eight more people in the facility had COVID. Right. So there is a like domino effect. One person a breach. gets it and it's like, okay, yeah. how many others are going to have it in the next week yeah. or so? And that's why they were talking about like keeping such close attention on the Vikings this week as well because yeah. Titans players obviously played against the Vikings. Yeah. could take three, four days and then positive tests start appearing and then the knock-on effect and yeah uh, sorry the Vi- the vikings is going ahead isn't it at the moment Currently. yeah okay cool but they've had no they've had no positive tests okay yet yet is the <laughs> yet. big word yeah um jazz hasn't killed anyone yet because the Titans game's been rescheduled for Monday or Tuesday. It's still up in the air, isn't it? So it's No, no, Titans has been cancelled. It's been postponed to later oh, in the season. Oh, has it been cancelled now? Oh, okay, sorry. That's um, been postponed to later in the season, so they're probably going to give the Steelers and Titans this, this their bye week and try and reschedule the other games they would have done in the other bye weeks going forward. Does it help them? I mean, it probably doesn't because you don't have the kind of weeks to spare unless they end up doing like two games in a week, which is savage in a sport like American Can't football. Be done. Yeah, they won't do that. But I just don't, does it help at all that like there aren't, those stadiums aren't, you know, there's no fans in most of the stadiums. They don't have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about whatever concerts or anything else would have been there. Does that help a little bit, do you think? Or is it... I mean, they, they just don't have the room, do they? It's just... Well, you only have one bye week. Yeah, like, it's difficult. Yeah, if once you miss you use it, it, then it's two It's two games in a week or you push back the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know what else you yeah. can do. So, oh, I mean, we start handing out the, ties. The, Everybody huh? gets a tie. You get a tie. Every- you get a tie. <laughs> oh, I'd love a tie right now. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Just try to have a look to see when the bye week for the Titans is. Steelers is week eight. Titans is week seven. So in theory, you might be able to move some of the games around to tie in with the bye weeks. But, it, the, the but they poor, only get one shot at it, really, don't they? The, the poor yeah. schedulers just going to... Oh, man. That's yeah. a tough job. Well, that's their job, so that's what yeah. they get paid to do. Yeah, They could, in theory, though, they could push back the the playoffs, couldn't they? If like we do get more Several cases. Several teams, like, yeah, yeah. What like a, would, like what a mop-up would, week. Yeah, because what would kind of prevent that happening? I mean, I know... Obviously, there's logistically that's really really difficult, but they could they could do it, and especially as it's not with fans. Yeah. So like, it's not like mass refunds. They could made they could that. push it. They could push it back. Do you think and give themselves a cushion? I don't know. If you get bad teams getting COVID cases like this, and they're like, they're oh well, we're gonna them. have to work it out. It's like, nah, don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the sign. That but if like if Green Bay or like. Yeah, Steelers like, and Titans. Like one of the, the yeah. cool, cool, sexy teams get. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like, don't oh. worry about the Vikings. They're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> That's funny. It's a point, though, isn't it? I mean, say, for example, if they had 25 positive cases, at what point did the NFL say, okay, well, you clearly have not been following the rules? Here's a forfeit of the game. You have a loss in your record. Oh, brutal. Ooh, that'd be savage. That is brutal. But I mean, I that's. Don't know about that. If, say, for example, a team has two weeks in a row where they're doing that, they can't keep on rescheduling games because the, the yeah. season's so I can't tightly packed. That, I can't imagine that they would do that. I can't they imagine had, either, but it's just they'd have to have evidence, thought. Jazz, that they like that they messed up. Well, you know, how would they have all the COVID cases they haven't messed up? Well, you can just get unlucky. It's really contagious, apparently, Jazz. I don't know if, if you'd, noticed. If you'd. Uh, 
if the players or people in question have been keeping themselves to themselves and not isolate themselves from their family, but being smart about it, why is why is the Titans the only team but that's got still, cases? They're still getting like false positive tests and stuff. So that's even the, an issue. Even all, the, issue. even all the testing they're doing isn't like yeah. infallible. So I don't know. Unless you, I think, bad. unless you had evidence of a player breaching it, like that crazy guy trying to sneak in his girlfriend and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> unless you've got evidence of that, then I don't <laughs> think because you've got to think like the league. Yeah, the league comes down on teams, and it is kind of independent, but it's also completely owned by the teams. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to start doing something which could screw them like further down the line. Like they could easily be the team that's next, next on the chopping block, by, yeah. you know so yeah totally i mean I'm not, it's I'm not a good point it's, in, it's, it's interesting just it might be a, a sort of thing they may eventually decide to do what yeah. about a friday Especially for repeat offenders what yep. about a friday night light style coin flip for each game that's cancelled by oh, COVID? Man. and they it's just an espn gets a three-hour build-up to the coin oh, flip to, to fill their advertising times and stuff do you remember that guy's the other coach's face when he like uh Oh, wait it's a like minute. worn, isn't it? Wait yeah. a minute, this looks a bit worn to me. Is this heads or is this tails? No, no, it's tails. Don't and worry then about the it. Coach, shut up, shut and up. then the coach just picks it up and he just goes, it's heads. And he just <laughs> sinks in on himself. And we're like, fuck you. We're going to playoffs, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember well, that. Well, they could do the uh, the basketball <laughs> thing of how hold alternate sack races every Sunday until a clear winner is, de- is decided. <laughs> and Al and Al Michaels commentated on that in basketball, yeah, he so did. he knows how to cover that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I loved I loved Mike Tirico being on the NBC. He's I I really like Al Michaels. He's obviously like a great broadcaster and everything. But Mike Tirico, a legend, of course. Mike Tirico is the best. Is much better. Yeah. Is the best play by play guy out there for the NFL, and it is so annoying. I I listened to a podcast this week actually. My, Al Michaels was talking to um, Sports Illustrated. They have a people in the media podcast and he happened to be on it this week so they got to ask him you know why weren't you there is it because of covid reasons or anything and he kind of went into a bit of a breakdown of how nbc wanted to get thursday night football before fox went and ended up getting it fox made a kind of a last ditch big bid to ensure that they had all the thursday night games so what it was going to be was mike tarico after he moved from espn was going to do thursday night football and now michael's to do sunday night football so they get a game each week and then because Fox went and got the deal for the Thursday night football, they were like, oh, okay. we paid all this money for Mike Tirico. And now we haven't really got any. So they put him on him. all the golf and stuff like that. And all the other decent sports, um, you know, he does the Kentucky Derby for them and stuff like that. Uh, big Chelsea fan as well. Actually, Mike Tirico. Oh, really? You're going yeah. in deep. You really like Tirico. Oh yeah. You? I got to, um, I got to interview him um, a couple of years ago, very briefly. And he was oh, just, wow. he was so nice. Such yeah, a kind he guy. Like, he seems like a wicked dude. And then he presents their like pregame show on NBC that we now I think get to watch on Sky Sports. Uh, oh once, really? Once their show yeah. comes, out. yeah, I think they have the I pregame show on there. Um, and he's great. And like when the Eagles' home opener was after the Super Bowl was delayed by like thunder and lightning, he anchored it from inside the depths of Lincoln Financial Field for like forty-five minutes while the storm <laughs> was passing over. He's just an excellent broadcaster. He's got a phenomenal voice and a great character to himself. And I really hope. Like they shove Al Michaels off in a nice way, and Tariko comes in and takes the reins because he was he was banging on that Packers Saints game, absolutely banging. Sorry, Ollie, you should uh, <laughs> you should really start atting him. Just like send him little like I don't know little tidbits about your life, and then see if you can connect <laughs> on something. <laughs> just like throw out some little things like. You know, at hey, Trico. Hey Mike, you see the I've Chelsea been, I've just been, I've just been hanging out, um, thinking of you. Uh, just had some chicken nuggets, like, and just like little bits about your life. And then eventually, maybe he'll be like, "Oh, this this guy keeps adding me about weird stuff about his life." I'm gonna change and then my account. Become best friends. Oh right. Oh you. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. no, I I know somebody who works at NBC who knows him quite well, and so that's a little link of maybe we could see if Mike could do like. <coughs> 10 minutes on here one oh, day oh on here oh my god Ooh. oh yeah i'd love mike tarico to come Gee, on here yeah. all right okay me um, and jazz might have to just be quiet and just let you just uh just man crush him all no because you might need to make me. me shut up so that I... <laughs> yes yeah, so he's like mike you just your guy you're just yeah. so good at your job and 
and you just like you know and uh do you I remember that, on Twitter that play and... call you did on ESPN Monday Night Football and, and Monday Night Football's <laughs> yeah. not been the same since you left because like you know Bob Creasy I don't think is as good as as you as you were with Gruden and uh, and Gruden was great with you because the white spider banana call oh it was amazing but like Mike just come back please <laughs> Come back. Oh, geez. Right. We'll have to put a pin in this. And that was, yeah, that. That's, that's, that was, uh, that was that a pain in the arse, though, on that um, Ravens Chiefs game. That was an awesome game. Oh, yeah. I game. wanted to talk about that. And their play, the play by play on that was such a letdown compared to what you get on Fox Sports uh, with Joe Buck and what you get from NBC with Michaels or with Tarico. Uh, you watched the full thing? Yeah. ESPN's broadcast is okay. naff. Even they had a brilliant montage with Samuel L. Jackson doing this voiceover before kickoff. To like mm. take them into kickoff, uh, and somebody at ESPN had the great idea of Samuel L. finishing off this great speech and build up to like two titans gonna play each other, and then Samuel L. finishes it by going, "Now play the music," da 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 da, and he says the first few notes of the ESPN thing. It's like, oh, da, da, da. it's suddenly like, but desire that brought them this far. I'm a beast out here. I'm a beast. To meet face to face. Force to force on Monday Night Football. Now play those damn notes. Ba, 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 ba. Samuel L. says, roll the music. <laughs> you roll the music. Is that goosebumps or what? It's kind of naffed it up now. It was like a building up. Oh, to I like that. Can, no, it didn't, it didn't work. Dun, dun, if you go back and watch dun, it on Game Pass. Dun, dun, dun. I've not it watched didn't. it, so maybe maybe that's the key. Did you watch the 40 or the highlights, Jazz? Have you seen anything of it? I've just seen I've seen some of the highlights and the throws from Mahomes. Oh, okay, cool. From my it's, homeboy. It was worth watching the 40. And just to move on to onto the game the so i was messaging you guys when i was watching the 40 back and the ravens started off and the first drive i was like oh the ravens came to play like they're getting the, the running game looks sick lamar's running around everywhere they're just kind of rolling through the chiefs defense and then they get down there they have to kick a field goal the chiefs get a nice stop and that was kind of it like oh, really after that the chiefs were just putting it on them and it didn't really feel close at all like they got a like kind of late score the ravens to make it look a little bit better this but i don't know ollie to me it just looks like the when, chiefs were just in another like dimension when mahomes makes it like 28 10 i think it was just before halftime it's like yeah. well this is over the second half is null and void it's never they, over no but that's the it thing was, there, there are teams that you look at and you think okay are they gonna be able to hold on to this the chiefs just don't look like that at all like there's not any doubt in your body. Mahomes is so good, and Andy Reid is yeah. the best in the business right now in terms of play oh, calling. Yeah. He's he is killing it. I do feel, I do feel, and I don't know if this is just kind of, I don't know, over egging it or getting way too into Patrick Mahomes, but it still feels like he's got more to give. I don't know if you feel like that. It feels like. And the Chiefs, just their offense. It feels like they're still not in fifth Flicking gear. on all cylinders, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there's another gear that mm. we haven't seen yet. Even last year in the playoffs when, you know, they were destroying teams left, right and center in the second half. I still feel that there's more to give, which is insane. So I'd say that was their high gear. I'd say that was their fifth gear. When they came back against Maybe. the Texans. I think yeah, that, yeah. Was the, that was stunning. That was their fifth gear. That yeah. was stunning. I don't know. It's just I just got the feeling watching Mahomes do all these crazy the shovel passes, the deep balls, just like everything that he was doing against the Ravens. It just felt so easy and fluid, and it just felt yeah. like he had so much more to give. And what? they beat the the second best team in the AFC so comfortably. It's just this oh, is this amazing. is what happens when you've got a mobile quarterback who's got a phenomenal arm. This is like Mahomes, like having a Russell Wilson. You know, these are these are players that play the quarterback position and could play it from the pocket, but they've also got this wonderful added yeah. dimension as opposed to it being about the legs yeah. first, like a Kyler Murray. It's a real dual threat. Yeah, it's and yeah, and not only that, but Mahomes' arm is in that same level of you know he can do what things like Aaron Rodgers can do. He can pull off those sorts of throws. 
So you then have that combined with an incredibly fast supporting cast. You know, the the, the receivers in Harbin and and obviously Tyreek Hill. Uh, Kelsey's not slow, but also got that wonderful kind of physicality to his game as well. And uh, CEH is looking like he's an excellent asset out of the backfield for them, without a doubt. But you've also then got Andy Reid, who's who's so experienced and knows how to take all of these pieces now and tinker and play with them all that he wants to. It's like he's got a bag of, uh, I don't know, like Connects or or Meccano or something. And it's all the the good bits of those toys. And he can create anything he wants to on any play, with like an underarm throw to a fullback. Yeah, I was going to say a better analogy is uh, to combine the two of those is that he's got all the ingredients that you could ever want in a cheeseburger jazz. And he's just, he's he can just stack, he can. Can, he's making the best cheeseburger of all time. He's stacking double patties. He's got that bacon in there, maybe some lettuce for some crunch. He's got that no. tomato. No. Well, I don't, yeah, I mean, but he's I'll making, hand over to you. No, but, I'm already out. But he's, <laughs> making, <laughs> he's making multiple cheeseburgers in each game. He's like, got that pulled like, pork. Yeah, it's better. I mean, it's like, it's like Ollie, oh, we're going to have that breakfast sandwich. Oh, we should put some cucumber lettuce on it. No, 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 no. I'm out. Still can't save get it, over that. Save it for the breakfast club chat right. <laughs> okay oh yeah man. I, I just think, wants to get me on about about food i just think when you've got andy reed's kind of uh disposition as a coach and you've got then all of those tools around him he's got some like we know reed is great with a bye week you know when he's got time to prepare and cook up yeah. some stuff but he's it's like every week's yeah, a bye week he, now. he's now just cooking up he's cooking every single week and like everybody is tasting the kool-aid and biting into the burgers and enjoying it however you want to say it he's it's awesome and reed's going to be the thing that makes them even more special well and their defense seemed to be coming together as well in that game which is really impressive you know they were 30th against the run before that game and apart from that first drive which i already mentioned they were very very good at stopping them Mm. they got they were getting stops all over the place really shutting them down and they've got like chris jones the d-line it really does. That guy's a monster. Yeah. He's so quick for his yeah. size. He's so yeah. quick. Yeah. But speaking it. of quick in size, I read somewhere this week that Trent Williams, the the left tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For he's the 49ers now, isn't he? He can run, he's 320 pounds. He runs the 40 and a 4.9. Yeah. That's what some slow tight ends run it in. So. That's like what, now, or is that when he came out of college? I'm think they're saying now because isn't he like 32 now? Is yeah. That... If that if he can do that at 32, then I mean, let's see what is uh. That's like super having him run days. after you. You must feel like Jeff Goldblum in the back of the Jeep in Jurassic Park. Must get Park. faster. <laughs> must get faster. <laughs> yeah, just this giant man chasing you down. Yeah. Um, oh, just going on. Um, uh, gifs and memes. Uh, I still am just laughing at Dan Hanser's putting that thing on uh, on Twitter about the watching the you, you mentioned Jurassic Park. Watching uh, the Chiefs Ravens is when Sam Neil first sees the Brachiosaurus or whatever it is, and he just yeah. pulls his sunglasses off, and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. First time he's seeing a dinosaur. It's like that watching them. Yeah. If you support like a bad team, you're like, how are they doing this? Yeah, this is real football. This is like the but best this is thing. this is what I was saying to Jazz before you came uh, on the call earlier today. It's like I I watched the Packers against the Saints, and the Saints are getting beat deep unnecessarily against the Packers in that game quite a bit. And Rogers is making some great throws, which a lot of people have already spoken about. You know, his ability to twist and turn yep. and throw on the move. But I'm, it's not. There were times, and they were slow to start the Packers in that game as well, um, and to get into a rhythm. Their defense looks poor. I think it's going to let them down. And if you watch that game after Mm. watching Monday Night Football, it's really tough to get as excited by it because you've just seen the Chiefs be so (laughs) perfect, and it's like, oh, those teams are also adequate in the NFL. Like, yeah, it's 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 the Chiefs and everybody else right now, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And it's rare yeah, that question. you it's rare that you think like they could genuinely win every single game this season. Yeah, it, I mean if Patrick Mahomes is uh if they, they won't is not injured. Yeah, they I, won't, but there is I mean I wouldn't mind checking out the odds on it. Well, if what, they can do that against the Ravens, I then look. You know. Yeah. 
Um, we'll see. We'll see. But it's uh, we always it's it's easy to think that about teams, even like the really really great ones, and then you know yeah. something slips them up. So, but they yeah. look like a juggernaut at the moment, don't they? Maybe he's called Eli Manning. Yeah, so this week in week three, Russell Wilson so far has thrown 14 touchdowns in three weeks, which is quite a lot. And if you look back at the records that were set by Pat Mahomes or Patrick Mahomes and also Peyton Manning when they both broke the touchdown record. For the season, and fifty or something is it? There's fifty-five and fifty-eight, maybe. Okay, okay. Top of my head, mm-hmm. um, but they hadn't thrown for as many touchdowns as Wilson has by now. I think Mahomes was off it by two, mm-hmm. and Manning was off it by three. So it's not many, but that's still enough over a season to to kind of go. So it'd be interesting to see if he keeps this going. Obviously, everyone's talking about MVP talk for Russell Wilson anyway, but whether or not he I can am. throw for the most number of touchdowns in the season because they've got the deep threats everywhere. Yeah, it seemed to be just paying off. If only DK Metcalf hadn't let Quandre Diggs get back on him, there mm. it would have been fifteen in three games. That's five a game, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Is it was it was impressive. I'm really starting to love DK Metcalf, and it was impressive seeing him mess up there and then get a touchdown afterwards. Like yeah. that shows that's a lot of character because wide receivers is a very confidence based game, isn't it? If they're having even the best. Even like Julio and stuff, if they're having an off day. Mike Evans. Uh, who's he? Who's he play for? <laughs> sorry. Just, Is he an XFL guy? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Doesn't yeah. matter. The, but even the best guys, when they have an off day, they they can get in their heads. They can be held for under 30 yards, 20 yards, like yep. against the really good corners as well. So it's just a really good sign that Metcalf in his second season or is it his third season second second season second season that he can come back and do that that's that's a really good sign he looks yeah, awesome out there like but also russell's dropping them in a bread basket and if he doesn't yeah. get touchdowns to recover from that he he is going to look like i mean deshaun jackson took a while to shake off when he dropped the ball outside the mm-hmm. end zone um against mm-hmm. dallas uh in his first in his rookie year for what would yeah. have been his first touchdown in the NFL. And that DK mm-hmm. Metcalf one was kind of equally as bad. And yeah. he's celebrating before he's in the end zone. I mean, it's just... It's... Coaches must have gone mental at him for yeah. that. It's a good thing yeah. they won the game. Yeah. yeah. And it was close. You know, Dak throws one up to the end zone on that sure. near yeah. miracle play on the on the final play in that game. And, you know, it's a different story. So I mm-hmm. think I think Maury's just a very lucky boy rather than, you know, he had to he's... shake it off. Because sure. Wilson's playing lights out, and he—it's not easy. It's not easy to do. You—you you look like an idiot on national TV. Sure, sure. But also, yeah. um, and I think for the Seahawks, they need to keep Metcalf looking like uh, ultimate threat because that opens yeah. up the other side of the field for Lockett so much more too. Yeah, they've got yeah. they've got a one A one B right now. It's uh, pretty it's good. Pretty, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I was going yeah. to segue off that game actually. Talking about Dak Prescott. Yeah. Going back to what I said before about Nick Foles and the when the pressure's off, he plays his best. If you look at what Dak Prescott has done this year so far, he's only really performed when they've got a big deficit and they have to try and come back. Where if he doesn't make the throw, well, you're down by 24 points. Who cares? But when he, the pressure's on and it's actually a close game, he can't really generate any offense. The whole Dallas team it, can't generate it. Wait, that seemed to happen Dallas, last year as well, Jazz, didn't it? Dallas yeah. choke when the pressure's on. Yeah, wow, yeah. shocking that, isn't it? <laughs> no, like, Holly liked that. He liked that. Yeah. yeah, just never yeah, heard that idea that point, before. Yeah. That, that's a really new one to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, just because Dak Prescott's yards and kind of his stats at the minute are quite high, but he's been getting them when he's been coming from behind or in garbage time where it meant nothing. So, granted, they almost won the game against the Seahawks, and of course, they made the massive comeback against the Falcons. But still, mm-hmm. it's not they haven't looked sure or even a decent team, to my opinion, in any of the games. And the defense yeah. has looked terrible. I was going to say, I think they're in a kind of Falconsy kind of situation where their defense looks so bad Porous. that they're yeah. going to have to score thirty-five to have a chance, chance in any of these games. You know, except but in the divisional we'll games. Well, I was going to say that <laughs> you know. If they they might win yeah. six games and that might do it this year, who knows? 
I mean, the Eagles are half a game off them still. That shows how bad the NFC East is. And the Washington football team is joint top. It's actually the top team because they've got a divisional win. Mm. They're currently ranked first in the NFC East. So, and they were garbage against the Browns today. They go to the playoffs. I'm I'm not convinced by the Browns just with the Washington football team. Like again, I watched the highlights of that today. Then the Browns didn't have that wrapped up until late on. And it's oh. Nick Chubb that's wrapping up games for the Cleveland Browns. Again, it's they're not defense, Baker Mayfield. You know, it's not a year for, de- like Dwayne, for defenses. Dwayne Haskins threw that game to the Cleveland Browns very kindly. Like yeah. just dropping it into linebackers' stomachs. It was yeah. yeah. Um so they're just going back to the uh, Russell Wilson records thing. Uh, the only reason why I'd, I wanted to kind of counter the the idea of looking at records, and it's similarly with the MVP thing right now, is that the NFL, A, has some ridiculous records that people keep pulling stats out of various places that are so loose. Like uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's a great player, obviously. He set a record uh, this week. He is the first player in NFL history uh, with at least 45 passing TDs and fewer than 10 interceptions in his first 600 attempts as a NFL starting quarterback. It's like that's, that's a boring boring I mean stat, it's just man, you're just it? looking yeah. at mini milestones in his thing. Like Mahomes became the fastest player to 10,000 passing yards. That's a legit stat because that's, that's a cool. huge number and that's career wise. But the NFL pulls out all of these other kind of you know, ridiculous. Oh, after he's the first player after three games to have thrown this money and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. And that's American. Mate, that's American sports. I know. I was going to say they've been doing that with Breeze for years, um, and it's obviously it's amazing. You know, he's kind of he's top in loads of QB categories, um, and he'll probably retire top in them. Um, but they're just every Saints game. There was like a new thing, and it was like, yeah, we know he's a Hall of Fame guy, like. Oh, that, that's something know. that it's keeps bit, being reiterated on every TV broadcast about Brady and Breeze. Well, first ballot Hall of Famer, probably. It's like, yeah, we get it. We know. Of course, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Next, please. Yeah, um, it's like saying, does Jazz have empathy? No, he doesn't. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Like, can the Falcons win a game? No, they can't. Let's move on. That plays into what I just said. <laughs> oh, it does, and I'm going to play on it all night. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. So I just I'm I'm not looking at stats uh, at this point in the season. Just 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 interject also, Ollie. This is the first week in I don't know how many weeks we've been doing this. You haven't worn an Eagles top. I don't normally wear the Eagles top. Actually, I normally well, wear you have it hanging behind you. Even yeah. Well, last week uh, I put up the picture behind me because. What Jimmy, is that? Is that from the Super Bowl? Is it? That's from uh, Jimmy Devlin's first Super Bowl as well. Devos! Um, and also, that's the one that I used as the background when we last had Shane Vereen on, who will be on with us apparently next week if schedules line up. Um, and I had it when he was on as well. Oh, was, okay. That was his. Hey, yeah, Jazz, you, it changed. Jazz, against, uh, with James Devlin on, you had about eight different backgrounds. I had, yeah, lots. I just wanted, I just thought I'd. I mean, yeah. that was because of internet connection issues. Ollie has the same place every week, and usually he has an Eagles paraphernalia somewhere in the room. It's just I thought that it might be an issue, and I didn't know why he didn't wear one today. No, I mean... It, That's the, all. The, Sorry the, for interjecting, Dave. The thing still, behind me I'm will I'm still change. flying the flag, so... Yeah, someone has to. <laughs> Not giving up. I'm actually doubling down. I've got uh, I've got joggers on with, uh, with Falcons. I'm wearing Box as well. Eagles joggers. I don't have any boxes. Maybe you should get Falcon them too and some it. socks and then you'd be literally kitted out head to toe in Falcon stuff. I will, Jazz. Yeah, I will. There's your Christmas present. Tell Kate. Job Are you going to get me? Are you going to buy me? Some? I'm getting you nothing, son. <laughs> <laughs> Pipe oh. down. Oh. In fact, I think I'll be buying you whatever you want to spend the £60 that I owe you. For yeah, my, uh, that's my what Falcons you're going to be doing, yeah. yeah so. Unfortunately, I mean, some of those are already wrapped gonna up, be nice. to be honest. Oh, yeah, I should just pay out. I mean, be better honest. record, that's definitely... A I should try and negotiate a cash-out option <laughs> for, like, £55 <laughs> or something, just to, like, save, like, a little... Uh, I mean, oh, accept a meal. That's what I'd rather go for. Oh, yeah. sweet. Okay, I'll buy We're in. Well. We are in the fourth quarter of the year, so anything that you buy at the Falcons won't turn up. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! See, he hasn't got empathy either, Dave. Moving on. Uh, shall we? Let's talk about last week's bets quickly. Um, okay, yeah, and then we'll talk about this week's this bets. Week's bets. Uh, last week, 
starting with you, Jazzy. Uh, you went for the Rams, the Packers, the 49ers at minus four, the Falcons at minus three, the Raiders at plus six, and the Texans against the Steelers to be over 45 points. Yeah. Three of six. Three and three. I mean, the Rams shouldn't have lost, if I'm honest. That was a, a bullshit call, to be quite frank, from the Bills. I think we all went with that game, didn't we? Yeah, yeah I, I, thought, I, thought, I had, thought the Rams were going to win it. I didn't and even they, pick Of course, it. they almost didn't. And then they came back to almost win. That was very annoying. Nightmare. I thought the, Nightmare. the Raiders were staying closer contact with the Patriots. So I'm, so I'm glad that that wasn't the only game I lost. And then, of course, I had the uh, the Falcons to beat the Bears. And Sorry, good bro. old BDN comes in and saves the day, I suppose. Sorry, bruh. Um, <laughs> I like... We yeah, all... I went three and three as well. What did you do? Because you went Jags, Packers, Falcons. Well, I minus lost. Seven. I lost on Thursday night, so that yeah, was that uh, was, that was that's a, a great start, start isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did warn you, like on the podcast. It was like, well, yeah, better than Thursday. It, it was too late. It was too late. It was foolish of me. I've gone for all uh, Sunday uh, games this week. So, okay, cool. What uh, time? Least style. Uh, I've got all six o'clock, and I've got one nine o'clock. That's good. The, so that's it's okay. fine then, because you can go to bed knowing if you've got a chance still or not. Exactly. So, exactly. Dave, you went three for three. So, what did you get right? I uh, got the Packers over the Saints. Seattle uh, I over got Dallas. The Cow- Cowboys losing to uh, the Seahawks, Seattle. and I got the. I had a spread on the uh, on the Bengals plus eight and a half. So, yeah, yeah. we know what happened there. So move away. <laughs> How did you do, Ollie? Uh, I went four and two because I picked oh, the Bengals to win, and they didn't. And they probably should have. Uh, and I picked the Vikings to win, and they didn't. And they probably should have. But I got the Steelers, the Browns, Tampa at minus six, and Seattle all came through. Uh, pretty fine margins when you think that a Bengals Close tie one. and a Vikings by one point cost yeah. me yeah. this week, which was quite frustrating indeed. So, uh, yeah. Dave, what are you going with the with your Sunday bets this week? Oh, man. Let's have a look. Excited. Excited about my bets. Jazz, Let's what go. did you go for this week with your bets? No, 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 I've got them. I've got them. I've got them. I've got them. <laughs> every don't, week. Don't every, do that. Don't do that. Week. Don't do that. I mean, I'm totally ready. Are you going uh, to. I've got the. I've got the. Bucks. Oh, he's ready. I've got hey. the Bucks beating the. Bucks beating the Chargers. Is this flat yeah. out. I've got the Bills beating the Raiders. And then I've got spreads, Jazz, which you'll like. Oh, like it. Jazz likes a spread. And food Preferably spreads. Preferably chocolate or peanut butter. Uh, I've got the Browns four plus four and a half against the Cowboys. So I think Ooh, it's going to be I think okay. it's going to be close. I hope, but the Browns have banged me before, so who knows? Probably. Uh, I've got the Texans. Texans are minus four point five on the spread, so I thought that was pretty good against the Vikings. So I've gone with uh, I've gone with them, and I've got. Seattle Seahawks minus 6.5 against the Dolphins. I think they'll just take care of business. And then I've got the Saints minus four against the Lions. So nice. some pretty tight games there I'm kind of betting on. But uh, it's a hard week. I don't know how you guys found it because I only got 28 to one on that. Oh, wow. And that doesn't seem great. So I think you guys have probably done a lot better on the odds side of things. Still, I found it very difficult. Let's still mm. win all your money back. I just going to say, I said only before about the, uh, the Vikings Titans game. If you know, Titans game, the Texans game, if you'd put the bet on two days ago, the Texans were the 4.5 underdogs. So you could have got Texans plus four and a half oh. because the Vikings and the tests and the facility closing and the rest of that sort of stuff. They flipped the odds to be the other way around because, of course, everyone would have bet on the Texans to win that game because they had all week to prepare for it. Yeah. If, of course, it goes ahead, that's the other thing. Yeah, what happens then? Then I think you get a push on that one thing, so it becomes a fivefold rather than a sixfold. See, that was interesting because I had okay. a push with the tie with the Bengals Eagles. It didn't nullify the bet; it gave me. A so push. if you'd had that, if you'd so had the Vikings... the Vikings win, you would have won the fivefold. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Jazz, what about you then? I've gone for the Jags to beat the Bengals. I've gone because they're underdogs. I thought, well, it's, you could definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. Buccaneers minus seven against the Chargers. I've taken the Bears and good old St. Nick to beat the Colts. Taking the Cardinals minus three against the Panthers. Seahawks minus six and a half against the Dolphins because nice. yeah, same. Seahawks yeah. should really ram them home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was struggling for a sixth, but I went for the Ravens against the Washington football team minus 13. 
Wow. Because I could see the You're Ravens the really running the score. What I'm did you... Proving a point. I got 69 to 1 for that. Oh, wow. Nice. Right. Okay, you ramped it up. I think you're... you're a bit bold. Your Bears bet is may derail that. I think the Jags as well. I don't know. They looked so woeful last week. You got some pretty big ones in there, but I, I could yep. see it all happening. It's not crazy. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't have built on it, but it's just it's the things that well, they're going to happen together is the only issue, isn't it? For sure. Uh, right. I'm Ollie? going. I'm going with the Jags. Um, I believe in Joe Burrow, but not enough this week. Um, so I've got the Colts to beat the Bears. I've got the Browns to beat the Cowboys. Oh, Ollie, Ooh, going with his heart. He is going big. Yeah, yeah. I got I considered believe. it. I had be, it in my best. I looked at it. I looked at it. Took it out three times. I yeah. looked at it. Yeah. Well, I, I ended up going for them in the in the spread just to cover things yeah. a little bit. But uh, yeah, I like that, Ollie. Bringing some fire. I think they're yeah. going to run all over Dallas, all over. Yeah, them. It's going to be like they they're going to they're going to put up like two fifty on the ground or something. It's going to be huge. I really hope so. I really yeah. hope so. Uh, Arizona to beat the Panthers. Um, the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders to beat the Bills. Oh, because I don't. I can't see it. I can't see it. They hung with the Patriots for a fair bit of time last week. Not that long. Not long. They enough. really looked like they, they were really out of it. They were like, screwed at the end. The, yeah, the it, third quarter and then the fourth quarter, they really like whimpered out of that game. Yeah, it was. A, even... It ended up being like a bit of a slow draining kill in the end. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's so something weird. about like yeah. when when they click. It's all right, and somebody has to stop Josh Allen. <laughs> I mean, the Rams should have done it last week. Yeah, so uh, did it. What a crappy call. So that's that's the one that's kind of pushing it up and really putting it out on the line. And then I've gone for the Seahawks to beat the Dolphins because it was either pick the Seahawks or pick the Ravens. Like, I mean, toss a coin, uh, but that's given Fair me fifty six to one. Very Still good odds. Very so good. yeah, we'll see. So though your odds aren't very high, Dave, if you do get that bet to come off, you still have paid for all your bets. The last yeah, I kind of, I was, I was all right, just like taking one that seems a little bit, a little bit more likely. You know, I really want somebody to get some bets right. So, well, it's only week four. I mean, last year we I had know. what seven, eight weeks, and we had eight weeks maybe. Yeah, oh, two right. Just want to see some wins. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. As always, you can follow us on social media at Return the Picks. It's at Return the Picks on both Instagram and on Twitter. You can also follow us on YouTube. Like and subscribe to the channel. We'll have highlights uh, from each podcast, uh, the podcast in full. And, uh, of course, the odd video clip or two from our interviews with people like Shane Vereen, James Devlin, and a few others that are on the horizon, hopefully, as well, uh, you can follow myself, O underscore J underscore Wilson on Twitter and Instagram. That's O underscore J underscore Wilson. You can follow David Bluck on David Bluck one on Twitter. That's at David Bluck one or just David Bluck on Instagram and at Jazz Gillum on Twitter and Instagram for Jazzy. Remember to follow us on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify and all other good podcasting outlets as well. Go to anchor.fm, which is our host. And until next week, enjoy the football. Take care.